BridgeBank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to those committed to leveraging innovation to make the world a better place. BridgeBank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. BridgeBank. Be bold. Venture wisely. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. This is the California Report. Good morning. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. State lawmakers have approved a more than $300 billion budget package that includes, among other things, new spending for abortion access, health care for undocumented immigrants, and tax refunds for inflation relief. It now heads to Governor Newsom's desk for a signature. One item that is not included is a suspension of the state's gas tax, which will increase tomorrow by about three cents a gallon. Republican lawmakers have been pushing for a suspension because of record high gas prices in the state. But Democrats say the gas tax pays for important infrastructure projects. Later today, we'll get more details on the ballot measures going before California voters this November. But as KQED politics reporter Guy Marzarotti explains, one ballot measure campaign is already well underway. This fall, California voters will decide on two different proposals to legalize and tax betting on sports. Four years after the U.S. Supreme Court made it possible, voters will weigh whether to allow the multi-billion dollar industry here. California is poised to basically be the gold standard and the holy grail of U.S. sports betting markets. Daniel Wallach is the co-founding director of the Sports Wagering and Integrity Course Program at the University of New Hampshire Law School. There's a lot at stake, which is why the advertising campaigns are going to be dominating the airwaves over the next couple of months. But if you've turned on your TV in the last couple of months, you know the ad war is underway. Out-of-state corporations wrote an online sports betting class. State corporations have set their sights on California. Their online sports betting initiative would break the promise between us. California Native American tribes are supporting a measure that would legalize in-person sports bets at their casinos and some horse race tracks. Kathy Fairbanks is spokeswoman for the tribe's campaign. We think that it is the more responsible approach to sports betting in California because you can ensure that people who come to bet are 21 or over. And the tribal governments are already spending big, more than $10 million touting their message on the airwaves. Laying the foundation for voters, um, describing a little bit about what this is about. The ads have hammered the competing sports gambling measure, which would allow betting on phones and computers. Nathan Click is spokesman for that mobile gambling campaign, backed by sports gambling companies like DraftKings and FanDuel. We've got a long campaign to go. Click says they'll be fighting back with TV ads in the coming weeks, arguing that the popularity of mobile gaming will bring in far more tax dollars, most of which the measure earmarks for mental health and homeless services. 
By far, it creates the most solution. It provides the most revenue. The campaigns will be competing for voters' attention with a handful of other ballot measures and midterm congressional races, says political strategist Marva Diaz. I just think we're going to see record, record numbers of how much money is spent specifically on these ballot measures. With ad time already reserved for September and October, that could be a good bet. For the California Report, I'm Guy Marzarati. California nonprofits that help women access abortion care are reeling from changes to the state budget that lawmakers passed last night. Some expenses that they thought would be covered for women traveling from out of state won't be. KQED's health correspondent April Domboski reports. The budget includes $20 million to help low-income women pay for transportation, lodging, and food. But it's only for in-state travel meaning a woman from Texas could get help with a hotel or a cab once she's in California, but not the plane fare to fly here. It really means nothing if people can't get here. Jessica Pinckney runs the nonprofit Access Reproductive Justice. With increased gas prices and everything, I mean, even a fairly short flight can cost, you know, close to $1,000. The governor's office says it wants to focus on strengthening the clinical infrastructure for abortion services within California. For The California Report, I'm April Domboski. State lawmakers begrudgingly passed a sweeping energy bill late last night that allows California to purchase energy and hopefully avoid summer blackouts. The plan will allow state officials to buy electricity from gas plants and diesel generators and to approve solar and wind farm projects over the objections of local governments. It's all being done to prop up California's unstable power grid, which has been stretched thin during hot stretches the last few years. But both Democrats and Republicans complained that the deal came about through closed-door negotiations without the input of the state legislature. And environmental advocates say it's a step backwards with its reliance on fossil fuels. The governor could sign the bill as early as today. And in other environmental news, California officials urged the federal EPA to let the state enforce its own ambitious clean truck standards at a hearing Wednesday. KQED's climate editor Kevin Stark reports. The EPA is considering a waiver allowing California to impose strict regulations, forcing manufacturers to limit diesel pollution and increase production of electric trucks. Attorney General Rob Bonta said a waiver is necessary to improve the state's air quality and to fight climate change. The outcome of this hearing will determine whether people live or die. Over 12 million Californians breathe dirty, toxic air every day. And as a result, every year, thousands of them will die prematurely. Climate change is exacerbating this problem and causing other suffering as well. Trucking industry groups say the state didn't provide businesses enough time to implement the new standards. For the California Report, I'm Kevin Stark. And in related news, in a 6-3 decision, the U.S. Supreme Court has ruled that the Environmental Protection Agency does not have the authority to regulate standards for greenhouse gas emissions from power plants. You can hear more about that decision throughout the day on NPR News. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hi there, I'm Randa Abdel-Fattah from Throughline. 
If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. And looking ahead to the elections, the University of California committed yesterday to hosting voting centers or ballot drop boxes at each of its campuses. KQED's Juan Carlos Lara has more. The plan was announced as part of a partnership with the Secretary of State's office to encourage students to vote. California Secretary of State Shirley Weber recalled the difficulties she faced as a UCLA student trying to vote and urged students to exercise their rights. And that's what I want people to understand and young people to understand. If you give up your vote, you're probably giving it to somebody you don't like. And so therefore, just based on the math alone, you should go vote to make sure that you equalize those situations. The University of California president said 75% of eligible students voted in 2020. For the California Report, I'm Juan Carlos Lara. A controversial state bill that would make it easier to build housing and office spaces and strip malls has passed out of a Senate committee. As KQED's Aditi Bondlamudi reports, the bill has split the state's construction trade unions. AB 2011 includes worker protections and guarantees prevailing wages. That's garnered the unlikely support of some labor unions who have successfully helped defeat past housing bills. Here's Jay Bradshaw from the NorCal Carpenters Regional Council speaking during the Senate Governance and Finance Committee meeting. The provisions here, we believe, accomplish both tasks. Get housing production going and create good, high-level jobs. The bill is now on its way to the Appropriations Committee, but it still has opposition from some trade unions who feel the benefits aren't enough. Legislators say they'll be working on compromises to try to get the bill all the way to the Senate floor. For The California Report, I'm Aditi Bandlamudi. Sacramento County's homeless population hit a new record high this winter at nearly 9,300 people. That's according to the newly released Homeless Point in Time count. Cap Radio's Chris Nichols has that story. The report shows a dramatic 67% increase compared with the last count three years ago. Sacramento Mayor Daryl Steinberg says the region's high rents and lack of affordable housing are partly to blame. It's also the fact that more people are living very precariously, not just economically, but also medically and psychologically. The numbers of people who are living with both serious mental illness and accompanying drug addiction is larger than it ever has been before. The report had glimmers of hope. The number of families with children living outdoors dropped 31%, while the number of homeless veterans dropped 6%. It also found fewer people became homeless during the pandemic than some had expected. Here's County Homeless Initiatives Director Emily Halkin. There was a lot of efforts to prevent evictions and to do moratoriums on evictions. And so folks who maybe were on the precipice of homelessness or or really um, unstable in housing, were able to sustain housing. Finally, the report found nearly three quarters of the county's homeless people live unsheltered, meaning outside, in a tent, a vehicle, or abandoned building. For the California Report, I'm Chris Nichols in Sacramento. And that is the California Report for Thursday, June 30th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Saul Gonzalez. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day.
Support for the California Report comes from Stanford HealthCare, alerting listeners to the critical blood shortage in the area. Now is the time to donate blood and make a difference. StanfordBloodCenter.org. Hint. Fruit-infused water in over 25 flavors. No sweeteners, no calories. In stores or delivered from DrinkHint.com. Hint. Water with a touch of true fruit flavor. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt through the Schmidt Family Foundation, working together to create a just world where all people have access to renewable energy, clean air and water, and healthy food. On the web at theschmidt.org. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on the Bay Curious podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts.